is Lindsay. This is Maria. And we are roomies review the movies. We are old college college roomies. And um Maria has been Maria, excuse me. She has been um she has been um doing uh journalist. Uh Lord have mercy, I am tripping. Let's start over. <laughs> I'm Lindsay. That's Maria. We are roomies review the movies. And we are all college college roomies, and we are here to review um, certain movies that we have missed in the past. Maria has been doing um, reviews through um, being a journalist for like the past 20 years, and I also have a degree in um, film. So we are here this week reviewing um, an independent film that came out back in 2015. This is Welcome to Killer City. And this movie, yes, Killa City, right? So, um, this movie stars um, Money G, Mon E G. Um, stars also stars um, Freeway, the rapper Freeway, and the rapper Enes. We know Freeway from um, his um, famous song with Benny Single, Rock the Mic, that came out about 20 years ago. You know, it was a pretty big song. And then we also know Enes from um, season two of Making the Band. Um, he was in the rap group, The Band. So, um... Did he have to walk for the cheesecake? Was yes, he definitely had to walk to get the cheesecake um, from that infamous episode. <laughs> so... We definitely know them from there. And, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, let's dive into. Um, I'm sorry. I just got a missed call. But, um, yeah. So, let's dive into Welcome to Killer City. <laughs> um, Welcome to Killer City. So, Killer City um, is basically a nickname that they have given Kansas City, Missouri. Um, this is based out of Kansas City, Missouri. Money G is a rapper out of Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, we start with the film. Um, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay, so, um, yeah, so we start with Money G, and he's um, riding through the city, um, so you see certain different scenes of um, Kansas City, you see their skyline, you see downtown, you see him um, driving through the neighborhoods and whatnot, and so he pulls up at his dad's house, and um, he's talking to his dad, his dad is um, one of those older men that like to complain. Yeah. So um so yeah, so he um talks to him for a second and then he falls asleep at his dad's house. Um well, he goes over there and he like makes him a cup of coffee and like his dad's like, Well what's going on? He's like, you know, I'm thinking a lot 
and it's that like when you come to the right place, all we do over here is think or whatever. And then it's like, I'm gonna go take a nap. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> just randomly, and like. Well, it was take nap. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> it, it was weird, um. But yeah, like his dad goes and takes a nap in another room and then he just falls asleep on the couch. Um, well, he doesn't even fall asleep. He purposely goes to sleep. Um, but yeah, so then we have what looks like a dream sequence, but it's actually a flashback that is not explained well. Not explained as a flashback. Why would you show your character falling asleep and then something happening and then get flashback and not a dream? Like it doesn't what? Yeah. Right. And yeah. And then we have these three individuals that aren't necessarily explained. They don't look like the people, but yeah. So we have these three individuals and they rob a dope house. And within them robbing the dope house, one of them shoots the uh, the guy over the dope house. Um, that wasn't the plan, though. Um, the plan was to rob was to rob him for the money, and then um, the main guy told them to go look for the dope. So then they start looking for the dope. The other two start looking for the dope. And while they're looking for the dope, the main guy, um, who already had an incident with a gun where he shot his finger. Um, and he shouldn't be guns. Right. Right. Which means that he should not be the main one pointing a gun at another person if that's not the intention to shoot him. But nonetheless... Um, <laughs> he shot the guy um, that they had hemmed up that was over the dope house um, and kills him, um, which throws the other two off. So they leave and split up the money and then go on their separate ways. Um, and then the main character, which is Money G, um, Money G's character, which his name is Darnell. Um, we see him go back home and sit on the kitchen floor counting his money, but now he's shook because they just killed somebody. And this, we find out, happened 10 years ago. But, um... Well, see, the thing is, it opens up with saying, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. So, like... When he goes to his dad and everything, it already says 10 years ago. So by the time he gets to this not a dream flashback, you have no idea when this is supposed to be taking place. Right, right, right. We end up finding out later that the flashback was 10 years ago and that they're in present day. But you you don't know that from the first time you watch it. So you're definitely confused by all of this the first couple of times you watch it, actually. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we uh, we have this whole sequence or whatever, and then Money G wakes up, or not Money G, Darnell wakes up. So when um, Darnell wakes up, there is a phone call, and um. 
basically telling him that um, Dre is out and Malik is going to get him. So um, Malik is played by Freeway. Dre is played by Ines. Those, we find out, are the other two people in the dream sequence slash flashback. Um, and they all go meet up at this restaurant called Nisi's, which is at... I don't even know if they're still... They're still open, but I know that location isn't open anymore. But that at the at that time that was an actual restaurant. Um, but um, and I will beg to differ, but it's neither here nor there. Um, but, <laughs> but we um we go to the next scene where they pull up on um they pull up on Darnell at Nisi's restaurant. Um, Darnell goes there first, which his sister works the, um, as a hostess. So we have him talking to her and they're talking about Dre getting out. And he finds out that, um, his sister has been conversing with Dre while he's been locked up. So, um, that's, yeah, yeah. So they're supposed to have a date now that he's out. And so that was news to him or whatever, but, um, he goes to sit down and then Malik pulls up with Dre and they go in and they go to, um, Darnell's, um, seat and they greet him, but Dre's greeting to Darnell was just basically like, I don't like this fool, but whatever. Um, oh, another part of the dream slash flashback was that Malik, Malik, um, drove up on, uh, he, he was driving up on, um, Dre's house. And when he drove up on Dre's house, he saw Dre getting arrested. So he thought he was getting arrested for this robbery slash, um, murder that they just did. However, Dre got um, hemmed up for another um, robbery that he did that was unrelated to the robbery robbery those three did. So not only did he not get arrested for this for the robbery that the three guys did, but he also didn't snitch while he was there. So which they, they kept money on his books and all that stuff. Right, they kept money on his books and they put money to the side for him. So, um, so, um, uh, fast forward back to them, uh, yeah, because they say he got, he, he got, he got picked up for another robbery, but I'm like, what happened to that robbery is going to get 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I ain't no telling, but, um, but yeah, so he ended up doing the 10 years. Um, they get out, they go to Nisi's, they meet him. He's not, um happy to go meet Darnell, but nonetheless, he's there. Um, and then they talk about, you know, getting back in the game. So now at this point, Malik and Darnell are in the game and they're doing pretty good for themselves. Um, and then they talk about the money that they put up for Dre, but then they also telling him that they don't want him in the game with them. Excuse me. Dre is not with it. He wants to be put in the game. Um, so he's upset about that. 
Yeah. Right. And it was like, you just got out of prison. Right. You just got out of prison. Um, but yeah, so uh what else? Yeah, so they they ended up leaving Nieces and so then he ends up having an interaction with Darnell's sister about their uh their upcoming date. And um yeah, so they end up leaving. They left and then they had the um the conversation and then he got mad or whatnot. So then Malik ended up pulling Dre to the side and was just like, What is your deal with Darnell? And he was just like, I don't like this nigga. Like he he always acts like he's better than us, blah blah blah. Which you don't get that vibe from Darnell at all. Uh, so I don't know. Is, you don't get it, yeah. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, it came like, out of left field. And then you've been gone 10 years, so how's he, how has he been acting like that with you? And you've been gone 10 years, and he's been putting money on your books, putting money to the side for you. So, where where did that come from? Like, you didn't... Like yeah, like, okay. So... Like, none of the characters really have any kind of character traits. Like, yeah. You know, you usually have somebody who's a funny one, and this one is a smart one, and this guy's a serious one, or something like that. And yeah. Like, there's nothing of any of that right, in these characters. Right, right. And are you usually have um, some explanation on how they came to be friends? There's none of that either, especially given the fact that one of them was from the 60s, another one's from the 30s. Um, Those are, you gotta explain what that is. Huh? Yeah, some of the- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so the way that Kansas City is set up is that we don't necessarily like we do they we they do gangs, but it's not necessarily off of color. Like they they wear colors, but they don't. So it's more about sets, and sets are like um, blocks. So you have the 30s, which is like from 30th to 39th. The 40s, 40th, the 49th, so forth, and so on. So, um, Darnell is from the 60s, and then um, Dre is from the 30s. So, I don't, and then we don't know where Malik is from. I don't think that was ever explained. So, um, you it's use, also not explained what this means in the film. So, mm, you're just Yeah, it's like this film is made for people in Kansas City, and if you know, you know. Yeah, right. right. So, like, being that you're not from Kansas City, it's like a lot of stuff is going over your head and you're like, wait, what? You know what I mean? And me, it's just like second nature because I'm here, you know? So, um, and when you, and to make a film, you do have to have some type of exposition, you know? And a lot of stuff was not explained. And yeah, and like some things, as far as especially as um this dream slash flashback was horribly horribly done because it was not explained what was going on at all. You know, it was not explained how we got here. I guess we were supposed to know because the um the 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 style of shooting was different. Right. I mean, I figured <laughs> that it was like I figured it was a dream because have your character falling asleep mm-hmm. and then you have the stuff going on and it's definitely like in a different you know tone for you know the camera like they've got like brown filter on there or whatever 
Yeah. So clearly this is not supposed to be happening in this current reality. But they don't explain it as a flashback until later. And you're like, oh, that wasn't a flashback. Right. And while you're watching, you're like, wow, this is a really detailed dream. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. And then, like, in the way that they set it up was that they set it up as a dream. But at this point, Dre is not Dre. Um, Darnell is not stressed out about the situation. So why would he be dreaming about the situation? I yeah. guess because uh, Dre is getting out soon. I get the fact that Dre is getting out soon, but as far as Darnell knows, they're good. Right, so exactly. why would he be stressing out about the situation? Like, they're good. He went to jail for something else. He didn't snitch. He's about to get out. Why? There's nothing that would make somebody stress out to the point where they're dreaming about something like this. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. And, like, why Dre and Darnell don't get along just doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all, especially when he's been holding him down. When right. he, he did not have to because, I mean... He didn't even go to jail for the thing that they did. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he could have snitched on them. So, I mean, I guess that would be a reason why he would have held him down. Um, but he really didn't have to. Like, right. so. I would understand if he had gone to jail for you know the, the robbery and murder they committed, or if he had gone to jail and they just forgot about him or something. Right. Like, I Nothing, nothing of the sort. Because not only were you getting held down, you had money set aside for you for when you get out to where you don't have to get back in the game to put yourself in a position to go back to jail. But you also been conversing with the boy's sister. So you got, for real, for real, let's keep it a buck. You got guaranteed pussy when you get out. You're all up in the family, but you don't yeah. trust them. But what? you don't like them. You don't trust them. This is all a setup. Like it, it, and set up for what? Why are you what? just calculated to where you're setting him up to go at him from every angle? And why him? Why just him? You know what I mean? Like, what's the difference between him and Malik? Like none of it. Like none of that makes sense. But. Right, right, but we're we're supposed to accept this, so yeah. Um, that's one of those things where we have to suspend reality and just move forward. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, we didn't. We uh then have a um a call that Dre makes to um this one guy who's from the thirties who is married to this chick who has a brother that's in the game. Her brother's name is Black Caesar. And so he makes a call to the dude from the 30s, which um, he he asks him, like, are you still married to Black Caesar's sister? And he's like, yeah, I can set y'all up, blah, 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 blah. Which did not make sense either because Black Caesar can't stand his sister's husband. So there was, and then we never saw him even have a conversation with him to set him up with Dre, but that supposedly happened. Because we have this whole scene with uh, her, my husband, and she's like, he's not bringing any money for the kids or whatever. You know, she gets somebody from her brother 
And then we never see or hear about these characters ever. Yeah. Right. So, um, and then like Black Caesar is talking cash money about her sister's husband. <laughs> and he um, you know, he um helps his sister out or whatnot. But then he like when he went over there to talk to his sister, he like um did this, like did a flinch at the brother, and the brother jumped. So, me personally... And there were several hundred feet away from each other. Yes, yes. And, like, the the um husband, he was sitting there on the steps and nervous. Like, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know if he needed to get up, sit down, continue to sit down, not say nothing, speak nothing. He didn't know which way was up. Me, personally, I didn't appreciate the way that he was portrayed because they made it their business to say that he was from the 30s. Me, personally, I grew up in the 30s. I didn't like that. Like, we don't act like that. <laughs> we don't act like that at all. But, what if? So, right, it's a horrible 30s representation. So, um, so yeah. So, yeah. So, we have this sequence or whatever. Um, or not this sequence, but this scene. And um, we're supposed to buy the fact that this guy that Black Caesar does not like end up having a conversation with him to put him with Dre. Even though we don't see it, it even though we know that Black Caesar can't stand his brother-in-law. But that supposedly happened. So, um, Dre um, obviously talks to Black Caesar, tells, tells Black Caesar about the um robbery slash murder that happened at his trap house ten years ago. Then uh I lost ten thousand dollars. Yeah, he lost ten thousand dollars. He lost um dope. He lost dope as well. Because I mean shoot the house got raided. Uh or not raided, but um the house got uh rams or not ramsack, but the police was in the house because of the murder, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So, they turned the house up looking for whatever. Yeah, looking for anything, you know. Um so yeah, so basically Black Caesar lost the trap house and he's and then he lost a worker who was a a pretty good worker by his accord. So um he wants revenge now. And <clears throat> however Dre put it to Black Caesar, he kinda put it all on Darnell. Um, I don't even know if he told him if Malik was even there. But Malik is sometimes just not there. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, um, so yeah, so they set up Darnell, um, to come to this bar. So Darnell comes to the bar, and um. First, when he comes to the bar, he has um, an encounter where he he could have been shot in the face, um, but that did, that did not happen. So they come back to reality, and um, they have him sit down. They take his gun, and Black Caesar talks to Darnell, tells him that he knows everything because Dre told him, and 
He needs to give him $30,000 within 48 hours or that's his head. And he's on the clock. And um, not only is that his head, but that's his family's head too. So, Right. Um, and also, somewhere in between time, Dre is suddenly not into the sister anymore and, like, brings his own date to Nisi's in her face and, like, yeah. it's just super... That's her for no reason. Right. Like, right, right. But, and yeah, and then they had, they had their own, um, date that was in the park. And that, that is a, a, um, like the number one park here in Kansas City that they was at. They was at Swell Park. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, like the date was like perfect. Like no problems at all. They was, they was acting like they was really into each other at the date. Um, then all of a sudden, he just randomly shows up at Niecy's with another date and is mad disrespectful to her. And so she starts. Yeah, just literally out of nowhere. So then she starts pointing at him or like tapping him while she's pointing at him. And so then he grabs her shoulders and pushes her up against the door and then was like, tell. Darnell that Dre just touched you or something like that and it was like okay so this is part of his plan yeah yeah so this is part of his plan so I guess he's been cupcaking with the sister this whole time so that he could switch on her because he's still trying to get back at Darnell for for what right yeah (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so we have that as well. Um, yeah, it, it, it still didn't make sense why he's coming at him at every angle when they were okay when he left. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. Still don't know what he's mad about. So sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so he ends up, he ends up leaving Nisi's with, um, with the girl, with the new girl or whatever, and so the sister is sad. I think she was over it because she was like, "I just want to sit here and watch this." You know, that's <laughs> how she left. That's how she left the table. But yeah. when she walked out the door, she gave the sister a look like, "Hmm." So it was like, "What was that for?" Yeah. Right, right. Like it was. <laughs> Right, like it, it did not make sense at all, but you know, um, a lot of things don't make sense in this movie. So <clears throat> yeah, so we have that scene or whatever. And so back to the forty eight hours. So we have we have this clock that's running. He's supposed to get Black Caesar this thirty thousand dollars within forty eight hours, or that's him and his family. So he, he tells Malik what's going on. Um, and he's just like, I don't have that kind of money to get this man. So him and Malik, <clears throat> they rob a beauty supply store. Excuse me. I was like, a beauty supply store? Now, beauty supply stores make money, but I don't think they would have $30,000 on hand. No. You know, um, but hey, whatever. So... And then they shoot the lady. And then they shoot her. Why? Right. 
Right. So y'all just make, going around just doing robbery slash murders, period. Like, that's what y'all do. Yeah. I thought we were so haunted by that murder that y'all did three years ago. No? I guess not. I guess not. But, um, but yeah, and they did that like no problem. So I guess they over the ten years they gotten used to shit. I don't know, but um, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so they they rob this beauty supply store. They get the money and they also get some weed for his for Malik's baby mama. Gotta yeah, add that in. Hair. I was like, wow, okay. Hey, <laughs> hair is hair. However you get it, is how you get it. He's so packed in hair. He did not get like the human hair. No, he so. just grabbed like two packs of hair and was like, "This for my baby mama." I don't know if that's supposed to be like funny or what, but it was uh, just like, I was like okay. what are you supposed to do with that? Right, I guess put a ponytail in. First of all, you didn't get enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was gonna look bad as um Darnell's sister ponytail. Oh no! But what else? Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we have um the robbery scene or whatever, and um. They also um, added uh, um, Malik's cousin. They added Malik's cousin. Um, I, he was the uh, getaway driver. So um, they ended up letting, after they left or whatever, they ended up letting Darnell out of the car. And then they go on to Malik's apartment. So Malik and um his cousin go to the apartment. Malik has a um a um security box that he puts the money in. He tells his cousin, "You're the only one that knows where this money is. So if anything happens to me, you need to um tell Darnell where the money at." The cousin's like, "Okay." Now the cousin, um, he ends up getting a cut. Did they ever say? I mean, did they get thirty thousand from them? Like, did they ever say like? Exactly how much they got. They never said how much they got. Um, they never even said that they counted it to know how much they got. However, the cousin got a cut. So I guess we are to assume that it was counted at one point for him to get a cut. Or they just gave him some money. Because like even in the even in the heist that they did ten years ago, they didn't count the money. They just took some money and gave and just deciphered it. Like they took a look like it was Uno cards or something. It was like obviously. It's like if you go back and look at it like that is not ten No, no. And they used the fakest money that you could find on Amazon. So (laughs) I'm like, y'all could have used Monopoly money if it was like that. Golly. But anyway. yeah. Yeah. So we uh so yeah, so the cousin gets a cut. <clears throat> However, the cousin is whack as fuck, and he goes to the barbershop, and he's at the barbershop, and he's dressed like he's going to Easter Sunday's church. He's dressed like he's going to a job interview. He's yeah. got, like, a button up with the collar and everything and a tie, whatever. Right, and he got the do-rag with the kango. And he's like, I got $100 for whoever can line me up without getting no hair on my tie. Who does that? That is so whack. So, um, somebody um does uh, I guess give him a haircut because he never took his hat off. But um, <clears throat> the guy that cut his hair was like, um, come holler at me outside. I'm about to go smoke. Come holler at me. So the dude go out there because he 
while he was in the chair, he was asking him, like, where you get this bread from or whatever? And he was just like, oh, I got some investments that came through, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, box came in. Right. Okay. <laughs> Spell stocks. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I they... Right, right. So, they go outside, right? And, um... The cousin ran down the whole heist. And it's like... Told him everything. Told him everything. It's like, dang, you didn't even get no Admiral's Feast from Red Lobster. You just ran it all down. And I've been 24 hours. Like, what? Yes, ran it all down. So, told him the whole story. Um, Literally, as soon as he got done talking to him, he got the barber got on the phone and was like, hey, I got some info for you. So, I'm assuming he talked to Black Caesar or whatnot. So... Or no, he talked to a guy that went and talked to Black Caesar and told Black Caesar what was going on. So, um, yeah, so so Caesar um, had Malik's apartment robbed. So Malik and Darnell go to them. This is how I'm like, I'm so confused right now. Yeah. This is the part where I started to get confused. Right, right. Right. So it was like it was like Black Caesar wanted to kill them. So he was making it hard for them to uh come up with the money. However, if you wanted to kill them, why don't you just kill them? Why are we going through this all of this if that's the end game? Cuz like what were we all supposed to be about Dre and Darnell? Yeah. Now stop Black Caesar. Right, right, but, which, I mean, I can understand why Black Caesar was um, upset, because, you know, his yeah. dope house got hit, so, yeah, yeah so it, it makes sense why he He's would be mad upset. He's mad he heard they got the money to pay him back. Right. Why does it matter? <laughs> like, he, they got the money, and they're going to make the deadline, and they they got the money within 24 hours, so they still got a day left. Right, exactly. That's my whole point. Like, if why are you making it hard for them to pay you what you asked? If you wanted to kill them, just kill them. So you wanted money and kill them? I guess I don't know, but <clears throat> I guess you wanted to feel like failures before you killed them. I don't. Uh, it, yeah. Right, right. So, so yeah. Um, we have this. Uh. We have this um scene where Malik's apartment gets robbed. They take the money. Um, so now they're back in the hole again. Um, Malik does pull up on Dre and was just like, you know, what the what is the deal? You know, and he's just like, Yeah, I don't like that dude, blah blah blah. blah. Still I, I mean I don't like him, I don't trust him. Yeah, like, I don't like him, I don't trust him, blah, blah, blah. So, it's like, alright. So, then, uh, right, there's really, there's really nothing that actually happened for him to be like that. But, um, but, like I said, we have to suspend reality. And, yeah, so, with that, now, um, Now they're in the hole again. 
And with them being in the hole again, um, it's pretty much setting it up to the point where they're about to get killed. The family's about to get killed. And they got to try to figure this out again. Um, but now Dre is just pretty much like, um, all, they ended up getting the money again. I forgot how, though. I think they robbed somewhere else and got the money again. So now, with them having the money again, now they're, uh, Malik and his cousin are now um, in the car, and Dre called. And Dre was like, hey, I need a ride. But he's kind of still on the out. He's kind of on the outs now with Malik. So Malik is like, all right, yeah, I'll come get you when I get there, you know? So he ends up coming to pick him up an hour after he called. So when Dre gets in the car or the truck or whatever, um, they're talking. And then next thing you know, Dre shoots both Malik and his cousin and then leaves. So he grabs the bag that had the money in it that was in the back seat with him. Why you will put the money in the back seat with him? Okay. But <clears throat> that's what occurred. So he gets out the car and he, he leaves. We're making choices and decisions. Right. So then um now Malik not Malik, um Darnell okay. is on the hunt okay. for Dre. And so Dre he pulls up on Dre at a house where Dre is talking to one of, I'm assuming he's one of Black Caesar's workers, and he's talking to him about what just transpired. We have no idea. Right. We really don't know. We have to assume that that's one of uh, of um, Black Caesar's workers, because why would Malik go over there? Like, it doesn't make any sense how he would even know to go over there. So, <laughs> so Dre is outside. How did he get there? Because he didn't have no car. Right, he didn't have he didn't no car. We have to assume, yeah, yeah, like, we have to assume a lot of stuff in this movie, so, he just so happened to catch them, um, oh, and then before that, he told his friends what was going on, so now we have a sequence of them sitting at a table, um, gearing up to do a drive-by, so they're um, loading their guns and all this kind of stuff. They got their mask on the table and whatnot. So then they do all these drive-bys on people that are just randomly sitting in the driveway. Even though the block is hot, they're just randomly sitting in the driveway shooting the shit. And people roll up on them and shoot them. So, um, mind you, there's no bullet holes. There's no blood anywhere. <laughs> we have one scene with blood, and that's when Malik got shot. But, um, yeah, but nobody gets, like, it was three people that was, like, sitting in the driveway when they did the drive-by. Um, one of them had a gun and was busting back, but no bullet holes, nobody got hit in the car or nothing. I don't know who he was shooting at, but apparently he had horrible aim before he got taken down. But, uh... All of them have the worst aim. Like, yeah. it's really bad. Yeah. And then it, like, 
No, they're like, not hitting anything. It's just a bunch of random people minding their business in their house with their business right now. Yes, oh, basically. <laughs> basically. So we uh so yeah, so we, we have these drive by sequences or whatever. So then after the whole drive by, that's when um Malik no Mal- not Malik, Darnell randomly goes to this house on foot by himself with a big ass chopper. <laughs> And shoots the guy that Dre is talking to. And somehow, like, how does he even know Dre is there? Right, right. Who is this person that Dre is talking to? He's on foot, he left. Right, and then we get a flashback to when Dre opened the bag that he took out of Malik's car, and Malik had switched the bags. So the bag had nothing but clothes in it. So now Dre is really pissed off because it was no money in it. And so <clears throat> I don't know why Malik knew that he needed to switch the bags, especially when he was called for randomly for a ride. But whatever. Maybe that hour that it took for him to get to Dre was when he went to switch the bags. I don't know. But you would have thought he would have just left the money and not had another bag. Like, why go through all that? But you know what? Why even have a bag with you? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, but you know what? Whatever. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, Darnell is there, shoots the random guy, um, then forces Dre, forces Dre to get into this trunk, which the car Looked like it was Black Caesar's car. But you can't assume that because what they also did in this movie that I didn't talk about was that they had two black magnums, which is horrible for you to have the same car for two different characters because you can get confused. Now, one of them had a Bentley grill, which is so wack to me, but nonetheless, one of them had a Bentley grill. So that was like the and it, and it had wheels too. So that was like the big difference between the two black magnums, but Darnell had a black magnum and uh and Malik had a black magnum. But they don't even like, keep oh, the cars. They, black cars. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But you, but they don't keep the cars. They switch out cars. So you can't even put you can't even say like, hey, that's Darnell pulling up because Darnell didn't have like three different cars in the movie, same as Malik, but they made wow. it such a big deal to make the car pretty much a character or a character characteristic, you know? So again, we have to suspend reality, but, um, but yeah, and, and in real life, people do have the same car, but still, you know, like in a movie, you, that's horrible. You, you need to make them distinct. Exactly. And just having different grills is not a big enough distinction because if you're not a car person, you don't know. You just know. See? Yeah, you just think it's the same fucking car and that's horrible. But that was one thing that irritated my soul because I'm a car person. <laughs> I'm a car person. And on top of that, I had a charger for eight years. So. 
like Charger and Magnums are cousins. So I'm like, OMG, like, why are we doing this? You know? So, but anyway, <clears throat> that's um, besides the point. But <laughs> so, <laughs> so we, um, so yeah, so I'm assuming this was Black Caesar's car that Darnell forced Dre to get in the trunk of, but again, to my point, we can't assume with cars in this movie. But also, Dre is not a small dude. Dre is not a small dude by far. Um, but they put him in the trunk of a 300. 300s are pretty big cars. Um, I had a rental for like two and a half months when my car got wrecked. So, um, that is that's a pretty big car. So that dude I could see getting in that trunk. But um but yeah. So yeah, he got in the trunk of somebody's three hundred. <laughs> so um after he got in the trunk, Darnell shoots him and closes the uh closes the trunk. Fingerprints everywhere, but whatever. Um then um yeah after that then we randomly see uh darnell in a car a hyundai now which after watching for a couple of times i was like i bet they was renting these cars and then yeah yeah for sure yeah and then while he's uh driving the hyundai I see the rental um, keychain in the ignition. So I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah, that was that was my thought. Because I was like, they're either renting these or they're borrowing cars, one of the two. Like, those Magnums, they definitely borrowed. But, um, but yeah. Or they owned. I don't know. But, um <laughs> But, um, but yeah, but that Hyundai, he definitely rented. Um, <clears throat> so he pulled up on a guy. Now, this is what pisses me off. Um, another, this is another part that pisses me off. Um, and it pisses me off even more if you watch the sequel, cause there is a sequel to this movie, but, <laughs> um, yes, yes. Welcome to Killer City 2. Welcome to Killer City 2. two. <laughs> so. Darnell pulls up on this guy who is randomly sitting outside. Um, and with him randomly sitting outside, uh, he he walks up on him and not walks up on him. He drives up to the house and the dude comes off of the little stoop or whatever, comes down to the sidewalk and um, they piece it up. They talk for like 30 seconds and then he gets back in the car. So there was literally no reason for him to come there, especially when he was like, I'll be back in 30 minutes. Okay, well then just call him after you get done with whatever you're going. You know, I, it literally made no sense, but okay. So he drives off. Now, this is in the middle of the day. This is on a street that has parked cars. The dude was already sitting outside on the stoop. Now, if you're, you don't even have to be in the game, in the game. But 
if you're just sitting on a on a stoop outside your house, excuse me, you're going to not necessarily you don't necessarily even have to have your head on a swivel, but you're gonna be aware of your surroundings. And we supposed to believe that these grown ass men men that are in the game are not aware of their surroundings to the point that they don't realize that this big ass trailblazer that's sitting right there that got people in the in the truck that don't look like they're from that neighborhood and y'all supposed to really make a y'all supposed to really have us believe that y'all are not paying attention to what's going on right here. No, it'll be fine. It's fine. It'll be totally fine. Yeah. So when I say that people are people that are not from the neighborhood, it's one black guy and three Mexicans in a trailblazer that's just sitting right there. And we have no idea where folks have come from why they are here why are they just randomly sitting in front of a yard like it's not even the house that Darnell pulled up to has a yard next to it and no house and this trailblazer is sitting in front of this house I mean this yard with no house That's With the, they're just randomly sitting there with the windows down no tent on the trailblazer or anything like that. Again, one black guy, three Mexicans in the car in a neighborhood that Mexicans don't live in. And I'm supposed to believe that y'all not paying attention to this. Again, this man is sitting on the stoop of his house when Darnell calls. I'm not even sure why this is happening at this point. Right. So... <laughs> Okay, so Darnell comes up, pieces pieces up with him, tell him he's about to come back in 30 minutes, then just drives off. Nobody's paying attention to nothing. Soon as they soon as Darnell drives off, that's when the um the trailblazer drives off. Gets behind Darnell. Now if Darnell got the block hot or got into a lot of things, got a lot of shit going on right now, you would think that he would be paying attention to whoever's tailgating him. Somebody's following me. Yes, and he's not paying attention at all. He feel, I guess he feel that he got this rental, though nobody know it's him, so he can just move freely, I'm assuming. But, hey, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah, they pull up on him. And they shoot him. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Welcome to Killer City. That's really the end. Yeah. That's basically the end of the movie. Um, come to find out, Black Caesar um, got some authentic Mexicans from Mexico to come to Kansas City and shoot Dornell. Why? I don't know. But I don't understand why he had to get Mexicans from Mexico to do it when he could have just paid one of the people he's already been paying. And it, but it wasn't like they did anything extra special. They didn't at it all. It wasn't like I had to call these people in because they got certain skills or whatever. Right. Blah. Right. There was nothing special about Darnell that they needed to call in reinforcements. 
There, there was literally nothing special about him that they needed to call it. I just wouldn't let him pay you. I don't understand. Right, like just he had the money to pay y'all a couple of times, and y'all just don't want to take the money. Y'all wanted to kill him, but all right. But so that is welcome to Killer City. <laughs> all right. So, um, what did you think about the? <laughs> It was just, uh, it was not good. It was poorly written, poorly acted. Like, confusing. Yeah. Like, what was the point? What was the message? There wasn't a message that was positive. Well, I mean, what was the message? Um... I don't know. Like, Kansas City's a hard town. Like, I don't... Is this a movie? Like, I don't... Yeah, like... I don't... I don't... I don't know. Like, Kansas City's a hard town. Like, I don't... I don't know. Because yeah. even... Even with the... Even with the title, Killer City, it wasn't like it was a bunch of killing going on. It was a bunch of killing going on. Yeah. It's just like... It started to really lose itself. Yeah. Cause like, what happened with Dre and Darnell? Yeah, like. We never find out. We never find out. Like, what's the whole problem between them? Right, right. Uh, like, it, I would, I would have bought something as petty as like we all went to high school together and he stole my girlfriend and I never liked that nigga since. Like, I would have bought something like that because the niggas be petty like that. But y'all didn't give well, us after nothing. You money, you right, right. We want we wanted you to like not be in the game, but you so hell bent on being in the game. But you fucked up the whole game when you were out in the first place. Cause you you were reckless. You didn't know what the fuck you were doing. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> Yes, we don't want you in the game because you're going to get your ass back in jail. And then you might fuck around and bring us with you, too. Right. Why don't you try to do something positive with your life? You know? Yeah, there, are no, there are no clear motivation as to why any of these characters feel the way they do about anything, who these people are, what they care about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, it didn't, um... It feels very much like they were making a movie after every scene. Yeah, yeah, like, it seemed like they had a script, and then when they start making up, or start filming, that somebody may have begged the question, and they had to, like, come up with some shit on the fly, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now it don't make sense. And it's and it started more and more not making sense. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I said, um, I don't know if I said this on camera, but I know I said it before. Um, this is what happens when you don't try to study um writing a script. You definitely need to study. Um but it don't even seem like they watched a YouTube video on script writing. Um, okay. You definitely need character development. It 
it's more than just having an idea and writing and writing your ideas down that goes into script writing. Um, <clears throat> There's also Chekhov's gun, you know, thing. Why are you showing me these people or these things that do not matter to the story at all? Right, right. And, um, and that's the crazy part about it because even with a whole bunch of shit that didn't make sense, the movie wasn't even that long. It was only an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, this... It could have been saved down even more had we tightened up the script and made shit make sense. Yeah. Or yeah. added some things that would have tied everything together. You know what I mean? And um, this is the part that's like that's irritating to me as a film student because in the beginning, I didn't think that writing a script would be that difficult until I took the script writing class and I had to go through all the steps to write a script and I had to rewrite. I had other people looking it over different pair of eyes, different thoughts and ideas. Oh, I didn't think of that. Let me go back. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to go through these steps to get a good tight script that makes sense. And from the start, you can definitely tell they did not do that. No. You know, it just seemed like somebody wrote a script and had some money. Let's do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. And and pretty much halfway through, they decide I think that they want to do another one, which is like why they, it seems to me like why they introduced Black Caesar at all. Where he suddenly takes so much more prominence in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's been about Dre Darnell this whole time. Yeah. 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 And then, like, there, I feel like they did, when they filmed this, they did have a second one in mind, even though it came out years later. They did have yeah. the second one in mind because they did tie certain things from the original movie into the second movie. And it's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, okay. I see where you know, where that come, come in at or whatnot. Um, but that's probably the only good thing <laughs> about the second movie. But um but yeah. Like if you thought this one was confusing, the second one is worse. And the second oh one is God. twice as long. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, the second one is like almost two hours long. And it has um Glenn Plummer in it, which he was in another movie that we reviewed, South Central. He was OG Bobby Johnson. So yeah, so they have him in the second one. However, they got him as the... This is the crazy part about it. They got him as the thumbnail on YouTube. Just him. Just him. Yeah, just him. And his name is first. And they have him named as Glenn. And then in parentheses, OG Bobby Johnson. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he's barely in the movie. So... I was just like, okay, I know what y'all doing here, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I watched it. Um, this was a straight to DVD DVD movie um, back when it first came out, and I watched it um, back in 2015 the first time, and I was like, what in the world did I watch? Um, it doesn't put. <clears throat> 
it doesn't put Kansas City in a good light. I will say that. Um, being a Kansas City native myself, it doesn't put Kansas City in a good light. Um, how people hate the hate the term Chirac. People hate yeah. the term Killer City. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm sure for the same reason. You know. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, the worst one for us is weather related. So it's fine. <laughs> what? Is what? The worst one for us is weather-related. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, <clears throat> there's nothing there's nothing cool about being named Killer City. Like, and, and the crime rate is bad here, um, but that's nothing to glorify. Right. Yeah. I, I don't even know if Killer has been, I don't know what Killer Yeah. Which is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's no um redeeming quality. There's no um hey kids, don't do this. Like there's there's no moral of the story. There's no damn, I shouldn't have yeah. got into this. Like right, right. There there's nothing there's nothing like there's that. Huh? There's no there there. Yeah. There's there's nothing like it's a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there it's a movie. So, um but in some parts of the movie it did make Kansas City look kinda pretty. You know, like some of the skyline, some of the scenes in the beginning when they went through um downtown, when they showed um the Sprint Center, which is not the Sprint Center no more, it's the T Mobile Center now. But um going through that area I was just like oh okay it it looks pretty decent down there <laughs> I mean I see it all the time like I work down there so right. I'm just like yeah but <laughs> but you know seeing it from like a drone it don't look bad see it from a drone. <laughs> right <laughs> but um but yeah I was yeah when I first saw it I was like what the hell is this um but it got uh, it got a lot of views on YouTube. It was it's over two million views since it's been up. Um, yeah. And I also, there is a Twitter account for the movie. Yeah. Um, you know I I personally never spoke to anyone about the movie outside of the person I borrowed the DVD from. And I think she just bought it to support, but I don't think she liked the movie either. So, yeah. So I brought it from her and was like, WTF. Um, and then watched it again for this review and was like, WTF exclamation point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, but... <clears throat> I will say this, there are other movies that have come out of Kansas City, um, like in the recent years or whatnot, and um I haven't watched them, but I mean I'm hoping that they're better than this. Um but yeah. I understand the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, did you have any other other thoughts excuse me about yeah. this movie no. 
All right. Um, but you know what? I do applaud the effort because everybody can't do that. You know, can't get out there yeah. and, and try to um make a film. Definitely taking a chance, you know. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. I just um, <clears throat> I just wish that somebody would have looked over this script that actually knew how to write a script and would have been like, okay, we need to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I have all that? these questions, right? You know, <laughs> these questions need to be an- um answered because. I'm not going to be the only one that has these questions. Wow. This doesn't make sense. We need to come up with a better story. Like, so, um, so yeah. Um, but we have our rating system. <clears throat> we have one movie real trash AF, two, it exists, three, entertaining, four, great, five, a true classic. So, Maria, what say you? I'll give it a two. A two? Um, uh, yeah, same. I give it a two as well. Um, it exists, you know, it definitely exists. Um, I don't want people to think that this is what Kansas City is about. I don't think anybody's gonna, I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it came out in 2015. Yeah, it's all. Like it's got two million views since 2015. Yeah. So I don't think you have to worry about this being the uh, being in the popular conscience when people think about Kansas City. Yeah. True. True. Um, especially because since 2015, um, because when this was filmed, we won the World Series, I believe. When yeah, you didn't mention that. In the yeah. Okay. So we did. We did win the World Series. Um, when it was filmed, and wait, did we win? No, we went. We went to the world when it was filmed. We went to the World Series, but we didn't win because we went in 2014, and then we actually won when we went in 2015. And this was filmed in 14, but came out in 15. So, so since it was filmed, we have won the World Series and we won two Super Bowls. So, <clears throat> that's probably the first thing that people think of <laughs> when they think of Kansas City. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah first thing I think of Kansas and Missouri. That, too. Um, and this is the crazy part about that part um in the sequel the first scene that has glenn Plummer in it um he's on the phone with money g and money um glenn Plummer asks him like how's it going in kansas and <laughs> money g is like oh come on unk you know i'm in missouri i'm in kansas city missouri the biggest city in missouri I'm like, so we get a whole exposition about Missouri versus Kansas right here. And the ironic part part of that is that his character fled to Kansas City, Kansas. So he's really having this conversation in Kansas. So Glenn Plummer was right. How is it in Kansas? (laughs) 
Which, to be clear, the greater Kansas City area, the Kansas City metro area consists of Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. So nobody flees to Kansas City, Kansas, because it's still part of the metro. That's what I said. I like, thought you would across the street. What? Literally, literally, we have a road called yes, State Line Road. We have a road called State Line Road, and literally one side of the road is Missouri. The other side of the road is Kansas. So for you to flee to Kansas City, Kansas, literally makes sense to nobody. And then you have this whole, oh, unk, you know, it's Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. Like, but you're literally having this conversation in Kansas. But all right, he, he, Lynn Plummer was right. How is Kansas, sir? How is Kansas? <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I was just like, all right, I get it. Well, yeah. for our next movie, we're going to do something <laughs> from A24. Okay. Uh, because again, you know, they're they're the only studio that has agreed to all of SAG Africa and the other unions who are currently on strike has agreed to all their uh, demands. Yes. Um, now, are you going to be okay doing a horror thriller? Yeah. I'm. I'm. A, okay. I'm gonna do it. All right. So this one <laughs> I haven't seen actually, but I wanted to see. Okay. Uh, it's called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, bodies, bodies. All right. It's currently on Showtime. Okay. All right, so I'm going to have to get the Showtime app. Which I've been going back and forth about getting, so. It's on Showtime, or you can rent it from Google Play or Voodoo for like $3.99. I'm, I'm going to get the app because I've been, I've been needing to catch back up on um the shy. There you go. Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and get the app. Okay. Okay, so it came out last year. All right. Yeah. Starring Amanda Stenberg. Is that um Pete Davidson? That's Pete Davidson. Okay. So is it comedic at all? Oh, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Even though I don't find him that funny, but. Okay. He looks dead. (laughs) Oh, no. He's beat up. Okay. All right. So, bodies, bodies, bodies will be next time. So, Maria, where can we find you? You can find me online on like any social media app at Valar More Dollars. That's V A L A R M O R Dollars. I'm also on a podcast called Miragasm Noir, and like five likely talking about nerdy and geeky things in pop culture and stuff. So you definitely come by and check us out. We've got a few more episodes released. We're getting our Patreon offerings up and ready to go. So you know, subscribe and don't miss a beat. We're gonna find you, Lindsay. Um, you can find me everywhere at L underscore Rennell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. And also on my other podcast, um, The Ish We Talk, which is me and my cousin talking about various topics. What do y'all talk about this week? 
Ooh, this week. <laughs> um, well, we, we took off for a couple weeks because my cousin um just had a baby boy, so congrats to him. Congratulations. So we, yes, yes. <clears throat> so um we just came back and we talked we had a whole episode full of hot topics um because there was a lot of things that we missed and um one of the things was that I didn't think that we would spend a lot of time on but um ended up being an interesting conversation and it was um Wayne Brady coming out as pansexual oh yeah so um I thought we was just gonna you know say hey he came out Congrats to him. Move on. No, it turned into like a 40-minute discussion. <laughs> we had the comments lit up and everything. Like, cause, because my cousin, he couldn't get he couldn't get it through his head, the difference. Because he because people are, are visual, you know. So he was just like, it's the same thing as bisexual. I'm like, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> And I tried to explain it so much. And then my friend, um, she entered the chat and she was like, well, my girlfriend is pansexual. And so I hit her up since she was watching. I hit her up on the side like, hey, do you want to come on the show? Because I don't think I'm doing a good job getting through to him. So she was like, sure. Yeah. So she came on the show and me and him, me and her tag team, my cousin, and he finally mm -hmm. understood. What? <laughs> <Like, laughs> Yes, so I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we finally got it through to him. So now he understands the difference. But he was just like, just come out as bisexual. It's the same thing. No, no. Like it's not. Like I was like, I get where you're coming from, but it's not the same. <laughs> so yeah. Bi and pan are different. They're yeah, they're very <laughs> different. Like like what finally got through to him was me saying okay if you are bisexual you do have a type even though you like men and women you do have a type because if say for instance you're a man and you like men and then you like women well if you're in a relationship with a man and that man transitions to a trans woman you're not attracted to trans women so you're not going to be attracted to that person anymore. A pansexual, it doesn't matter because they're attracted to the person within. And then my friend co-signed what I was saying. And so then he finally was like, oh, I get it. Even though I said several different examples, but he did not get it at all. <laughs> like, but when I finally said that, he, he understood. So, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. Yes. Yes, we did hit on both of those as well. Um we hit on Neo, we hit on of course the Montgomery Brawl. Um yeah, we hit on a lot of things. So it was just a whole episode full of hot topics. Yeah. Yeah. So and then we was just like, you know, this was the this was the type of couple of weeks that Wendy Williams would have lived oh for. Right. Yeah, and we was like, RIP to the Wendy Williams show because we definitely miss it. This would have been awesome. So. Yeah, she was fun like 40% of the time. Like 60% of the time, she was doing too much. <laughs> yeah, I, only, I mainly only watched it for the Hot Topics. Like, I will watch it on yeah. YouTube for that um, Hot Topics clip mm -hmm. and then I'll be on my way. 
Yeah, that's pretty much how I would watch the show, because it would be like that, and then it'd be like, oh, okay. And she would start talking about someone else, and I'd be like, oh, right, it's my name. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. So yeah, but this is this is where she shines. So yeah. we we do definitely miss it. But yeah. So How she Kitty cannot take that place. No, no, at all. Nobody nobody could take her place. That's just <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it's just it is what it is. <laughs> but <clears throat> but yeah, so that is Romy's review the movies this week episode 32 so we will see you guys next time for episode 33 bodies 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 bye bye